If you must invest in the stock market, there's one safe way to do it. Well, it's kind of safe at least. I'm Brian Ellis, and I'll tell you how right now in episode number 41. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, my friends. Folks, if you are a long-time listener, you know how I feel about the stock market. Namely, that it's a huge crapshoot with zero predictability or safety built in. And thus, it does not meet our three-pronged requirement for being deserving of your capital, which is simple, safe, and strong. The stock market isn't a simple thing, but we'll ignore that for now. I'd rather focus on the quantitative issues that make the stock market a questionable choice, and those factors are safety and strength. You're not going to suggest that the stock market is a safe place for your money, are you? Even if you've been profitable in recent years, did those returns come safely? In other words, did you have a clear path to making it right or getting your money back in the event that your chosen stocks fell in value rather than rose, leaving you with a loss? Of course you didn't. And the stock market isn't a strong option either. Sure, the returns have been solid in recent years, but if that's all you're judging on, you're deluding yourself. Here's the harsh truth. Wall Street teaches you that you should buy and hold and invest in the indexes like the S&P 500. So let's look at what would have happened if you did exactly that. Based on the current value of the dollar, the S&P 500 was valued at about 2108 as of March 20th of 2015. But let's look back a few years. Let's go back to January 1, 2000, about 14 years ago. And what we see is that the S&P opened the new millennium at, in real 2015 dollars, at 1973. That means in real spendable cash, the S&P has increased by a total, a total of 6.8% over 14 years. Not every year, a total of 6.8% over 14 years. My friends, 6.8% is a questionable return for a single year, but that's what the S&P has delivered over the last decade and a half. And remember, if you'd sat down with a financial advisor on January 1, 2000 and asked where to put your investment capital, the chances are very, very good that you would have been advised to put your money into the S&P 500 and to hold on to it long term. And had you taken that common conventional advice, you'd have yielded a whopping 6.8% total in the 14 years since. Yet, still, some of you fail to understand that the downs of the stock market count against your portfolio, and you continue to insist on investing in stocks. I don't get it, folks, but whatever, it's your money. So for those of you who are not quite ready to make the switch into assets that are actually simple, safe, and strong, I've got some tips for you to consider that will protect your money. So you've doubtlessly heard of stock options, right? Now, don't freak out on me. If you're under the impression that stock options are a great way to lose a lot of money very quickly, well, you're right. But that's only for the crazies out there who misuse them. Options were actually created and intended to be insurance, a safety net of sorts, for your investments. So think of options like this. If you understand how to use options correctly, and I'm about to teach you, 
then you have the ability to specifically and narrowly limit the losses you can incur through investing in stocks. Yes, that's right. Even though your stock portfolio won't be predictable in terms of the profits you'll make, if you use options correctly, your portfolio could become very predictable in terms of the maximum losses you could incur. So let's take an example. Right now, Apple stock is trading at $125 a share. Did you know that right now you could buy an insurance policy for $20 a share? And that would guarantee you that no matter what happened to the price of Apple stock for the next couple of years, you would always have the right to sell your shares at $125. That's pretty amazing if you think about it. It means that even if Apple stock totally fell apart and went to $2 a share, you'd always have the right to sell your stock for $125, guaranteeing you wouldn't have a loss. Well, that type of insurance isn't really insurance, it's an option. Actually, it's a specific type of option called a put option that gives you the right to put your shares back at a specific price. But my friends, just like with insurance on your home, your health, your vehicles, etc., the value of your investment insurance is totally wasted if you end up not needing to make a claim. So since the particular example I just gave you would cost you $20 per share for two years worth of coverage, that means that effectively Apple shares must rise above $145, the cost of the stock plus the cost of the insurance, in order for your investment to be profitable. But one thing is for sure, in the meantime, you have the distinct mental comfort of knowing that you can always sell your shares for $125. But my friends, even that represents a loss. Because if you exercise your right to sell your shares at $125, you've still spent an additional $20 a share to protect your investment, which means that you're not guaranteed not to lose on your investment. Rather, you're guaranteed that your loss will be no more than the cost of the insurance you purchased. Hmm, is it really worth it? Well, I don't think so. Remember, even if you correctly use options to hedge your risk in Apple or in any other stock, you still have absolutely zero guarantee that you'll make any money. But at least you're guaranteed not to lose too much, sort of. That's not really a very attractive position, is it? Or you could invest in a good real estate note or a good tax lien certificate and yield a solid 8 to 12% and frequently much more every year, making it possible for you to truly plan your financial future. Yes, I will continue to encourage you to consider real estate notes as a great investment alternative. They just make sense. They're simple. It's just a loan. They're safe. You get valuable collateral to protect your money, just like as if you were a bank making a loan. And they're strong. It's entirely plausible to get a very consistent return of 8 to 12%. I have a lot of notes paying far more than that. My friends, that's all there is for today, but I do ask of you two things. First, seriously consider what I've shared with you today. The stock market is sometimes profitable, but remember, it's also sometimes profitable to play poker in Vegas. There's a better way for your money. And secondly, Please, 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 if you've not had a chance to stop by iTunes and give this show, Self-Directed Investor Radio, a five-star rating, I respectfully ask that you do so right away. And I've even got a motivational gift to push you in that direction. So stop by sdiradio.com slash invite to pick up your gift as a motivator for giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Again, that's sdiradio.com slash invite. My friends, another great episode is headed your way tomorrow, so please be sure to subscribe right now on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember, invest wisely today, live well forever. 
Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.